This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, talking with Northwest Terror Fest 2022 representees, representers to a couple of the people we have finally seen the faces behind a couple of the Northwest Terror Fest uh, crew. Uh, so before we jump in, what's your name and what do you do officially with Northwest Terror Fest? I'm going to go first. I'm Leah. And um, technically, I work mostly on sponsorships, but I do a lot of like day of production managing and Mm -hmm. looking at the contracts, writing contracts when we're doing booking. Awesome. I think, Leah, I think think I'd call you an associate producer, if not a a full-fledged producer this year, I think. You've been doing such a good job. I guess listeners who are listening probably don't know. Hi, I'm Joseph. Mm-hmm. I am a producer. I help book a lot of the bands and awesome. organize day of stuff and uh, sweat. I sweat a lot during the event and take years off the end of my life. That's my job. Well, you still have your hair, which is you know more than I can say. Um, you know, you, you you haven't lost your hair from this, or it hasn't gone gray. You know, so obviously yeah. you're. Yeah, I don't know. Do you can okay. be tired. You don't know. Oh, there you go. Uh, if you're if you're unfamiliar with what Northwest Terror Fest is, it is a, uh, a music festival going uh, down this uh, this year, 2022. It's coming back after a couple years due to the the virus that plagued everyone and is still you know out there. But we're looking forward to the future. June 30th to Ju- July 20 July 2nd at Numos and Barboza in Seattle. The going to th- run down some of the names here: Ludicra, Accused AD, Suffocation. Esophalix, Panopticon, Cryptic Slaughter, Windhand, Layla Abdul Rayouf, Creeping Death, Mantar, Mizmore, Obsequi, Ringworm, Zabulba, Rick to Shreds, Bewitcher, and so many more. Three days. Did I get all those right? Is, 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 
That sounds so cool when you put it that way. Right? Radio <laughs> voice. I had to be like, coming up, ludicrous. <laughs> Accused AD. <clears throat> be awesome. So, well, first off, congratulations on the comeback. Um, a couple years, obviously, you know, unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, first off. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, wouldn't have been able to do it without uh, the team sticking together. Uh, so thanks so much for, you know, everyone involved, especially Leah, who's here with me for keeping me sane as we've pushed, you know, a lot of this lineup is actually the same as the lineup that was going to play in 2019. Was it 19, Leah? 2020. 2020. Good. I've lost track of time. What is time? It's not real. It's a flat circle. Exactly. The only time that matters is your set time. If you're playing uh, <laughs> and, and Doris time, if you're coming, right. So like we had a lineup for 2020, had to push it back for 2021. And then when we, when it came obvious, 2021 wasn't going to happen. Yeah. We sort of canceled and just said, we're just going to try and get as many people back as we can. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we just wanted to give all the ticket holders their money back. Yeah. Um, Cause they, so they could use it um, and hope because they could use it to buy another ticket. Yeah. <laughs> we had a newer, better lineup. People have done. They awesome. Did. Well, okay. So I want to get into a little bit of that, but I do also want to uh, recognize that there are other people involved with Northwest Terror Fest. So how many other people are behind the scenes, you know, with the, the, the um, crew that, that helps out with Northwest Terror Fest, how many other people are, are not there with us today? Now we got to count. There's, we have a couple of stage managers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have probably like 10 people that we call production assistants that just are help out day of running around, doing things, getting Mm -hmm. stuff, moving gear, whatever. Um, we have like a financier person Mm -hmm. with a bank account (laughs) that you need to do a project like this. Yep. And there's us. We bring up the guys who do worshiper because we have a worshiper backline. So they come up and run the backline with us. Cool. I think we're at like maybe 16 or 17 there. Okay. Yeah. Joe Grinders, a liaison. There's yeah. one more. Uh, oh, and our social media person. We can't Malia. forget Malia. Who's just killing it with the memes. This year. <laughs> Meme Lord. Nice. Yeah. You'd, you'd be surprised how much, how many people have, I think found the fest just through good meme selection. That's awesome. Ah. The meme game is strong here. Uh, okay, so how long um, or how late did you wait in 2020 to know that you had to just you had to push it off? And then how early in 2021? I think the first like like so the shutdown or whatever is like March 15th or 16th, and I think we were like. Okay, well, let's just like see how these two weeks go. You know, like the fest isn't for at that time, the fest was in three months, three months, yeah, two and a half. And we were like, just stay inside for two weeks. We're just flattening the curve. We'll be okay. Yeah, it's going to be fine. And what do you think? Did we like six weeks before? Probably about, probably about that. I think, you know, (laughs) pretty much every fest that year postponed oh yeah and a few have and a few have postponed twice uh that was a tough decision to make although comparatively i actually think the decision to 
cancel in 2021 was harder. Um, but I think we did that. I don't, I, once again, I'm losing track of time, but I think in 2021, we decided that we were just going to sort of start over from a blank slate fairly early Yeah, because yeah. wasn't there had Delta just started. No. Yeah. Well, we just were feeling really stressed out and irresponsible yeah. about doing it regardless. Yeah. Of, I don't know which particular thing was going on, but it just can't keep up with the strains. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> what was you supposed to get your hand jerk? tattooed? You just get your hand tattooed. We have a fresh one. Yeah. That's sick. Correct. All right. Thank nice, you. Dude. Kristen day tattoos. Love it. <laughs> Anyways, Joseph, you were saying, Oh, no, now I'm just thinking about how all of Leah's tattoos are amazing. I need yeah. more. Um, no, I was going to say, I think I saw a funny thing on the internet, but it was, uh, this is not how I expected to learn the Greek alphabet. Yes. Right? When you said you can't oh, keep yeah. track of the strains, that's that's where I'm at. Um, there are now as many major strains as have been uh, terror fests or will be terror fests. Wow. So there we go. We're in a weird tandem. Oh, no. Okay, so so let's go back to the uh, to the origin of Northwest Terror Fest, and it you, you know there's been a few now uh, of of Seattle Northwest Terror Fest in Numos and Barboza, and then formerly the Highline R.I.P. Um, very sad, very sad, very sad. Correct. Um, what was the what was what brought uh, together Northwest Terror Fest, and what was the impetus for it? Who who came up with the idea and whatnot? Can I take this one, Leah? You must. I don't have to. I could just deny the question. Um, yeah, so I guess the, the story goes that several of the original people involved with TerraFest had been talking about how Seattle should have a big metal fest for years. And I, I'm sure that isn't the most original idea in the world, right? A lot of people think about yeah. it. But, um, you know, a lot of the production assistants and I, um, you know, uh, some of our liaisons, we go every year to these other, to these other fests. We go to... Uh, Maryland Death Fest. Um, uh, our financier likes to go to uh, Ascension Festival in Iceland, right? Mm -hmm. And and so we're into the experience of traveling and going to see music, and that's been like some of the best weekends of my life. And we sort of felt this urge to pay it forward for for people. Um, and it also sort of seemed like you know much respect to our corporate overlords, of course, but uh, you know the 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 rent isn't going down. The rent has long since not been going down. And yeah. so the thought was, you know, there ought to be an event that can maybe uh, help some of the locals pay the rent once, maybe twice, yes, right? Yes. Um, maybe put them in front of some eyes who wouldn't see them, uh, you know, maybe get them in some negotiations with some larger labels if that's a thing they're interested in, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so this had sort of like been in the ether, but we didn't really know where to start. Um, and at this point in time, it's worth noting that there was originally another terror fest, Southwest yeah. Terror Fest yeah. in Austin, right? No, or, okay. there, there was an Austin terror fest. Yeah. Now they're called Oblivion Access. It was originally in Arizona. We're okay. going to say Arizona. Yes. Um, and the founder of that fest contacted me and a few other people. Uh, they were relocating to the Pacific Northwest, not Seattle. And they said... Hey, I don't really want to do this anymore, but it's something that they'd like to continue. So they said, how about we all get together and I sort of give you a crash course on how to do this and we establish the event and then you guys take it from there. Cool. Um, 
And that's been the way of things for the past five years, six years. We got to do three, right? We got to do three. We've two off. But now we're in 2022. Yeah. Six years. The ongoing theme is none of us can keep time. So none of us are drummers. (laughs) So, uh, Joseph, were you in the uh, beginning stages of it? Because, Aaliyah, you said that you came on, like, the second year? Yeah, after the second fest, I got brought on to work on sponsorships. Awesome. So, I've only worked one fest that's happened, but this is the third one that I've planned. (laughs) Nice. So, Joseph, you you were in the original OG lineup? That is correct. Although I didn't... um, I was not a promoter at that point in time. I mean, I, I promoted some little punk shows here in the Midwest and stuff like that, but I, I never been um, someone who procures talent. Um, I started as the social media person. Mm. Um, My big professional talent is being willing to put my foot in my mouth in public. (laughs) Like I'm doing right now. (laughs) Uh, They needed someone to do that. So who uh, who gets to decide on who who they want to play? Now the, here's the big question: who who gets to decide the lineup every year, and and how far in advance do you guys work on that? I mean, Leah, can I take this one again? Yeah, go for it. Uh, you know, we've tried to figure it out several different ways. I'd say the easiest thing to say is that it's mostly a democratic process. However, um, we like maintaining relationships with with uh, musicians that we've had before, even if it isn't the same project, right? Sure. So, for example, last time uh, Vastum played, love Vastum, mm-hmm. and their bassist Luca is also in Necrot, yes. who played the year before. So it was it was we didn't really need to have much discussion. We was like, yeah. do we want? Do we just want to hang out with Luca again? Yes, we do. Okay, well, which of his other bands? Is, yeah. is going to play, right? So it, there's some easy things like that. Um, and this this year, I'm hanging out with Layla again. So here she comes. It's There's an unbroken chain. That's yeah. exactly right. Layla Abdul-Rauf is the bassist mm-hmm. in Vastam. Awesome. Um, and the singer from Vastam is also the singer in Acephalix. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Layla is playing our acoustic set, which last year was Dorothea Cottrell played it and she's From the Windham. vocalist in Windhand. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think we, we want to keep it in the family to a certain extent. Um, Aesop Decker, the drummer from Ludicro was in Karada. They played last time also. Yep. So as much as, as much as we can, I think there, there wants to be, I don't know how you would call it a continuing narrative. Sure. I, I, I think I want people to be able to see familiar faces and, and see it evolve as it goes on. What, what do you think, Leah? Um, I think, yeah, we do. When we like love working with people, we want to see how we can have them back, but like do something that we haven't done yet yeah. is a big part of it. And then, you know, behind the scenes, we basically all say, here's a big pile of names that like, I would love to see. And then we look at it in a spreadsheet and see where we were all on the same page and try to pursue some of those ideas as well. And then I think we do some thinking about like what would be the sickest like reunion that we can make happen or something. Yes, we do. That's true. I think Joseph marinated on that since the very beginning. 
I don't know about marinated, more like just annoyed them until they gave in. <laughs> you punished them online. You're like, I can see you see these messages. Sometimes I invited them to previous terror fest and then punished them in the green room. Nice. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So uh, here's a Ludicre record. Can you sign it? Uh, yeah, dude. So so how did the Ludicre thing happen? Like, because it happened, um, you know, it wasn't with the initial um, uh, with the initial uh, announcement. It kind of it was announced like right as, you know, tickets were about to go on sale. And right. I think that was like a big push to a lot of people to like sell it out quick, at least the, that first wave of tickets. Um, so how did the Ludicrous uh, thing come? Did it kind of come last minute? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was that was in the back pocket for a long time. Leah, awesome. what's your impression of the story? Because I know the way it felt to to me. But what, what did I mean, it look I mean, like to you? We are you know you've done this before we've done this before and we try to be strategic about getting those tickets sold and that was a great way to make it exciting that tickets were going on sale i think i see what you did there then nice (laughs) okay okay so so there's a lot of really cool you know kind of cult underground you know and and a lot of diy kind of kind of booking you know and like at least that you you know you guys are friends with but then when you're booking bands like suffocation that's like a a big production company you know you you have to go through managers and things like that agents how how is that side um you know been navigating that world has it been a learning experience for y'all well uh, i've been i've been sort of having Leah shadow me and then take part in, in many more of those uh, discussions as they go on, because this is a large enough event that it can't really shouldn't or can't be one person doing all the emailing with all the talent any longer, even though eventually everyone does need to get on the exact same page. Um, You know, but from my experience, I actually really enjoy working with, um, uh, you know, if there's a seasoned band that has like a very professional team, yeah. um, much love to everyone who does it DIY, of course. And like, I come from like uh, punk roots background, you know, I come from playing basement shows when I was a kid too. Um, but it is nice to be able to just send an email to someone and have like a frank professional conversation about what are you interested in? What are, what are we interested in? What's the time frame? Do the numbers match up? Yes, they do. Okay. What would you need from us? Does this work for you and have it be uh, very clear and laid out? Um, Sounds I like it might that. actually be easier than in that situation that, you know, it might even be easier than, than having to deal with people who reply in punk time. <laughs> There's pros and cons to each. There are pros and cons to each. Um, I think as I think as the events progressed, we have become more professional in our demeanor. For sure, I think um, you have to when when oh, yeah. when you're working with like a venue this large. You know, we've got sponsors that are like, you know, Paps Blue Ribbon has sponsored us. That's like a large oh, company. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got we've got to be able to speak with them in, in, in a way that they, you know, appreciate. So I, I think it's had its advantages, although, you know, we're to be clear, uh, 
no one has any creative control over TerraFest except the team. Exactly. <laughs> but they're clear. investing real money. And so they expect, you know, a, a real response when they ask questions or, you know, uh, communication to at least be professional. So I hear you. That's totally. true. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about, you know, your, your relationship with Numo's awesome venue in the Northwest. And I love going to that venue, but what stands out to you guys about Numo's and why you've chosen to, 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 um, you know, choose Numo's. I remember going to Rainfest. I always loved going to Rainfest at Numo's, one of my favorite, uh, you know, Northwest festivals that passed on, you know, and RIP Rainfest. Rainfest. But, uh, you know, I, I already was in the, the habit of going to festivals at, at Numos. So what made you, you guys decide Numos is the place to do it? I guess I'll do it again since that's been a thing since the beginning. Um, you know, Numos is, in a way, in a way, I think a lot of people locally are, are a little bit spoiled with some of the venues here. Not spoiled, um, but I think it's to say, you know, I moved to Seattle from uh, around the greater Detroit metro area. And I think the comparable venue there is St. Andrew's Hall. Mm. And um, at least in terms of like the acts you can book there and capacity and size of stage, et cetera, so forth. Um, Numos has a great sound system. Yeah. And the interior is really nice. The staff is knowledgeable. Their security team is world class which is super important and they know what they're doing they're in the world of like metal and hardcore and stuff they're not out of the you know realm of knowing what's going on and they love terrorfest awesome they I do think seem to really enjoy it that it is like well and for me personally too i think it's a good placeholder because i could never say replacement for rainfest too like i've heard people who work security definitely be like if we can't have rainfest this is really sick to be able to work on. And we've tried to honor the Rainfest lineage too. Like that's been a, that's been a conscious decision to try and book a little bit of hardcore book, even more hardcore. Like, you know, when we're, when we're booking race trader and Zabulba, yeah. you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, we need at least one day to be for the Rainfest crowd All as right, much well. as, as much as we can while still being us. Watch out right? for the headwalkers. Can't wait. <laughs> no, I'm into it. Winter stage dive's coming back. Um, exactly. I, I, I know it's not the absolute safest thing <laughs> in the world, but it, it seems safer than, uh, you know, uh, not checking for vaccines or, or tests at the door. <laughs> right. But in an ideal world, I want both. I want like respiratory health and yes. also uh, airborne chaos. I, I saw a gag a few months ago and people were stage diving with masks on. So I don't know. Yeah. I, is that make sense? Not really, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. Everybody's doing their best. Yes. I'm um, so excited to stage dive again. I think I'm going to, if I'm still wearing the mask, which I think is likely at this point, I think I'm going to dress up like I'm in Mortal Kombat, right? There you go. Yeah. Like put me in this full scorpion outfit. And I'll, I'll try and catapult like I'm still 14. I'm not. I won't. Uh, <laughs> but it'll be funny to watch. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So, so Numos, it's going down again June 30th through July 2nd. Um, now, what are a couple bands that you're most looking forward to? Leah, let's start with you. Okay. Um, I would say my number one most excited thing is Layla Abdul-Ralph, who we booked to do our like quiet set. We already spoke yep. about her a little bit. Um, 
I'm obsessed with Vastum. I'm also obsessed with her from working with her on the last fest that we did. I just think she's a lovely person and she's so talented and her solo stuff is very cool. Yeah. So different from the heavy stuff and like moving and engaging and cool. And I can't wait to see it translated to live. I haven't gotten to see it before. And then after that, um, I, you know, I'm also a huge rainfest person expat or something. Um, and I'm really looking forward to getting to see Zabalba and getting to see Seattle, see Zabalba in Numos. I cannot wait. And then I'll, for number three, I'll say Ludicra. I just think it's so cool that we made that happen. I can't wait. Yes, absolutely. Joseph, what about you? What are a couple that you're like super pumped to see? I, number one for me has got to be Ludicra. Yeah. Um, love every other band. Love my friends who are playing, of course. Uh, some of my bandmates are playing, but I, it's got to be Ludicra. Um, yeah. That band has this like indomitable reputation uh i've loved them for years and i unfortunately was one of those people who never got to see them live the first time it's really rare it's it's super rare for us to book a band that none of us have seen cool um but their their reputation was top notch and we've seen a lot of them in other bands so we know they bring it Mm -hmm. for sure um and i don't know for for years we've they've they said it was never going to happen then finally they were like you know what maybe people need it Maybe, maybe it's time. And I'm like, yes, please do it for us. Do it with me. <laughs> and, and they are. And I, awesome. that has really been like keeping me going through a lot of these, these past times, let me tell you. So Ludicrous number one for me. Um, number two's got to be first official Cryptic Slaughter reunion show in so as long, if not longer. Yeah. Uh, you know that's just that's when i talked about the pure airborne chaos that's that pure crossover power totally Um, cannot wait and i should probably pick a band that isn't a headliner so let me dig down a little bit on the list and let me say i'm really excited to see a little band from california called ripped to shreds i've heard really good things about them live so um, yeah great people to work with love that sweet death chainsaw guitar sound yeah. um keeping it old school but still fresh and and shreddy a little bit of something for everybody um yeah they're they're on a barboza and i think they're on fairly early on that day but yeah. i will be right there for <laughs> awesome. them um can i add one more just yes, just I, if we're not running out of time no we're, we're i got all night bro <laughs> I just broed you too, so you know we're in for it. Well, shout out to my dudes in Funeral Chic. Great who band. Ne- never get the props they deserve. Their record Superstition uh is one of those albums that like I got it too late for mm. it to be on my end of year list. Like it, I think it came out in November and I didn't hear it till January. And I was yeah. like, dang, this would have been like number one or number two. It's my exact favorite style of like just fun nasty like stadium crust that is what i listen to when i'm like at home trying to have a good time um i think that band is really special so excited to see them personally i i will jump in on gang shouts regardless of whether or not they invite me hell yeah 
I, I was surprised. I got to see them with integrity and incendiary. They played a couple years ago down at El Corazon. They, we they were at the show. It. Oh, yeah. I was great. Great. So that'll be awesome. Funeral Chic. OK, so so there are a lot of bands on this and it might be intimidating to someone who, you know, is just a casual metal fan or something. What's a what's a uh, a band that uh, people might not know that they need to make sure to show up for? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Eyes of Perdition. They're sick. They're brutal. I like the brutal. Yeah. Shout out to Lindsay. That's a good one for sure. Hell yeah. Shout out to Lindsay. <clears throat> we love her. Um, my one for this is going to be Deep Cross. Um, okay. Deep Cross is a two-person project from Austin um, that's kind of like experimental, harsher, like noisy type of stuff, but also with really like beautiful components the a lot of the vocal components are really beautiful. And then there's vocal components that are like nastiest. Um, and I love it. I love yeah. that band. And they're going to be at Barboza <clears throat> on the earlier side Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And they're definitely correct. Sure. And Joseph, what about you? Oh, let me think. I've been, I've been trying to like workshop my answer while Leah was talking and I was hoping she would have more good things to say yes, about yes. Deep Cross because I I've been, up. you, well, you, the thing is I've been hearing you give your, how much you love Deep Cross spiel now for two years. So you'd think by now I wouldn't know exactly how long it lasts, but no, once again, time, not a thing. Oh, um, make sure you watch Ringworm too. Ringworm's the best. Oh yeah. Ringworm. Well, like I said, I'm from the Midwest. Like well, every year, go. if I if I can, I try to get like one Midwest band. You, you know, Got Integrity played before, yeah. Ringworm. Play. Love that Cleveland like evil hardcore yeah. sound. If and you just got to get a Mushroom Head next, so um, <laughs> the natural mm. progression. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> never say okay, never. On, I, like, I like to throw a curveball in there every. So I don't know. Eventually, I'll run out of ideas. I'll ICP, have to dig baby. that deep. <laughs> Hey, uh, shout out to my jugglers. Whoop, whoop, where my family at. Um, <laughs> that was showing my real uh, Metro Detroit roots. Um, okay. King 810. King 810. You want to talk I, about Obsequia, Joseph, don't you? I do want to. I was about to say that, but I was going to say, um, I knew King 810 when there was no 810 in the name. They were just um, king. Okay. They were, they were just king. I saw them upstage necrophagist. Wow. Uh, it was great. And for that reason, I only saw 10 minutes of Necrophagist. But you know what? Worth it. We'll tell that story another time. Shout out King 810. Okay. Shout out Anyways. King 810. Yes. If, especially if you're sort of someone who uh, doesn't always love the most brutal kind of metal, because then you know, we talked about like Eyes of Perdition. They're like super nasty, right? Yeah. Um, while also playing on Thursday, same day as Deep Cross, is a band from Minnesota called Obsequii. That's how you say uh, it. I like I love the I th- band. I just don't I know think. how to say it. Okay. I don't actually I don't actually know. Um I think it's Obsequii. Anyway, they like I guess you'd call Castle them a- metal. Is that what they call right. it? Right. Yeah. Right. They play this like obscure black metal subgenre that people call castle metal. Right. Yeah. And and so like the idea is that like a lot of the riffs are based on traditional medieval like court music okay um and it's very emo the lyrics are very emotional and like the guitar tone is very beautiful it's the yep. super lush orientation but there is sort of this like beer hall like groove to it where we can all kind of like join hands and whoa whoa totally. <laughs> um 
and maybe that sounds corny to you, but it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to me. I I, I, I saw it. them at um, they played um, Migration Fest down in Olympia, awesome, several years ago, and that was just like a transcendent experience. So please please check them out. Okay, I think uh, their album "Suspended in the Broom of Eos." If anyone hasn't needs a place to start, I recommend that one. Awesome. So, so Joseph, you're you're a writer for Decibel Magazine. You review stuff. Has there has there ever been a band, uh, or, or first off, do you get um you know kind of like first you know kind of taste of a lot of these bands? You know, because you're a writer and you review stuff. Is there is that how you kind of stay in in touch with like newer upcoming bands? There's definitely like a lot of synchronicity there for yeah. for sure. Um, you know, I've been blogging about music since. 2011, 2010. Mm. I, I've been networking with bands, um, trying to organize coverage for people who I think could use a little more love. You know, yeah. um, so I've been working on it for a long time. I've seen some. I've seen some people that I, uh, you know, were not signed. You know, get on get on the majors. I was I was interviewing um, a little band on Metal Blade called Battlecross before yes. they, yeah. before they were touring, and now now I they play El Corazon when people play El Corazon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is useful to, to be involved in decibel as a way to keep my finger on the pulse and, and to try and see, you know, what's the, what's the next great band everyone needs yeah. to hear. Um, there is, there is definitely some synchronicity there. Cool. So uh, past years, um, there's been three years of, of, of Northwest Terror Fest. What's been a few of your your key favorite sets that you've seen? One of mine was uh, of Feather and Bone. I'll start. They killed it, uh, and 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 they played down in um, the down. What do you call downstairs? Um, Barboza. Barboza. That's Barboza. D- downstairs in Barboza, they they totally destroyed. Uh, Full of Hell that year was so killer. Uh, Gate Creeper and whatnot. Um, that creeper set was insane. Absolutely. What about you two? What what, what what what's a stand that uh set that stands out? Are you going, Joseph? Do it. No, Leah, you deserve. Okay, fine. Here I go. Um, I would say Sirith Ungol is really sick yeah. to me. I thought that was a blast. Like hosting them as humans was really fun, and watching their set was really fun for me. I loved it. Um. Also, before I worked on the fest, um, Coven played the fest. And that especially is like a girl who's liked heavy music for a really long time was like, I don't know. I just like cried the whole set. It was emotional for me and I loved it. And despite like the only injury that I know of at TerraFest and it being a girl that I know getting socked in the nose i thought that the integrity set was chef's kiss perfect nice sorry rachel (laughs) i'll buy you a drink rachel i'm sorry it happened nose looks great today she's good good that makes me what about you i think the most special like northwest terror fest moment for me was when emma ruth rundle played the folk set Mm her year um it was so funny here's a little story i'm sure she doesn't want me telling this story but i will um, <laughs> Let's put it out there she, even better I, I uh 
I helped her like into her green room when she showed up. And of course it's a folk set. So she's just sort of like got a, got a guitar. And so like, mm-hmm. I just get a text. I'm out front. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I go out front and there's Emma Ruth Rundle. I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh. Hi. She's like, hi, I'm just here to play. I'm like, yeah, I know. Come, come here. Let me show you to your, to your room. And yeah. I show her around Numos and she's like, Oh wow. This room's really big. I'm really glad I'm playing the downstairs. And I'm like, you're, you're not, you're not. She's like, what? I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're on the main stage what but yeah she's like okay who's after me i'm like thou and she like her eyes just sort of like got like got like uh dollar dollar coins that she goes yeah oh no that's not gonna go well and i was like no it's gonna go great like trust me this is this is gonna be great and she says okay well i'll just do my best and that set was like not a dry eye Mm. in in the room, just a whole 500 grown men and women weeping into their, into their beers. Um, and uh, I was definitely one of those, one of those people having a very emotional, like spiritual moment. I guess I'm not a religious person. I'll say a spiritual experience when she sang, she's just got a beautiful voice and, and is a transcendent songwriter. So I know that's not like a metal set. No, but that, I mean, that speaks to to the interesting thing about Northwest Terror Fest and something that I wanted to you you, you actually um, kind of cued this up perfectly is I wanted to kind of discuss a little bit um, about how Northwest Terror Fest is a little bit different than your average, you know, like brutal band after brutal band after brutal band after brutal band, um, you know, kind of fest where and, and nothing against those kind of I, I, I love those kind of things as much as anyone, you know, if you want to hear blast beats, blast beats, blast beats all day, but you guys mix it up. And you'll throw in, you know, like a folk, dark folk or, you know, neo folk or whatever you want to call it, whatever kind of uh, you would you would call of those kind of genres. And and you throw that in there and um, it might look odd to someone. But if you're going to Northwest Terrorfest and you're there, you're part of the experience. It works. Um, is this uh, what about Northwest Terrorfest makes it work? Because it might not work on other, you know, in other spaces. But what about Northwest Terror Fest allows the space to um, make it make sense? Does that question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First Once of all, it- I think thank you, because that is a nice compliment that it it feels like it works, I yeah. think. <laughs> and then if you have something you want to say, Joseph, do it. No, I was going to say that you're unique because you're one of the only people who's had the dual experience of being an attendee mm-hmm. and then, and then working on it. So I think you actually have like an insight into this that I, that I don't. Well, I think that <clears throat> I even am like hesitating to talk about this component directly because I think a part of it that's cool is that it's not like a part of our like marketing narrative is not to be like, we're an inclusive, like safe space. Like that's not, that's like the quiet part. We're not like publicizing (laughs) that, but it is, you know, on the back end in all the decisions that we make, we're trying to figure out how we can make that fest a place that's comfortable for people that might be like extremely uncomfortable at, you know, blast beats all day fest, which I also love, but also, you know, have been to as a 14 year old girl and been, it's not been that cool, you know? So I think that the, 
ethos around inclusivity and safety creates this kind of space where it's not like weird or surprising to hear like an acoustic set that's going to make you cry or like a weird electronic set that you're like, am I dancing right now? Like what's going on in this thing? You know? And I think that's like two separate parts of what is happening when we make a fest. I think it also makes the each set stand, stand out more, you know? The, totally. the duality, the like, you know, the soft and then the heavy and then the black metal and then the doom, you know, it's it's like when I used to start going when I first started going to shows, I would see a punk band with a ska band with a hardcore band, you know, and, and they all in, in if you were to go to like an all brutal death metal show, it kind of mushes together. Right. So, yeah, I, I you know what it does sort of seem to be. You know, when I was a teenager, and again, this is the Midwest, and again, these are the dark ages, right? This is like yeah. end of end of new metal, beginning of metalcore, right? And I love a lot of those bands, but to hear a lot of people say it, that was like some of the tough times to be in, in metal and hardcore, right? But that's when I started going to shows. And maybe it was just because there was not a ton to choose from, especially in Lima, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, whatever. But you know, the diversity of lineup that you got, even like on a Sunday matinee in a VFW hall there did, did accentuate what made the individual bands different. And it did seem to build this weird community where like what, what brought people together wasn't so much thing we were listening to, but that everyone was there together in the space, like taking part in it. Right. And sometimes I feel like, like I, I go to, I go to like devastation on the nation when it happens. I've, yeah. I've been to sounds the underground, right? Like I, lo- I love those, those huge fests, uh, the traveling fests. I really do. But sometimes it does sort of seem like, you know, after seven hours of slam bands and I love slam, right. But after like seven hours of slam bands, wouldn't each of these people rather, if you're on stage, if you're one of those people, especially for the beginning of the day or the middle of the day, wouldn't, you like a, a little break? Yes. I will just say to the you sound know? guy, please don't play slam in between slam bands. Just put on some R and B or something. <laughs> well, that's another thing we 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 do like on purpose. Like we've had to sit down with like the sound guys pneumos and like thankfully they're super amenable and like yeah. very approachable this. But like we'll be like, we're gonna play some like Motown, huh? We're gonna play some like funk, yeah, uh, maybe some like late 80s hip hop, right? Yep. Um, one Billie Eilish song because I feel like it. Like playing <laughs> playing metal between metal bands, so unnecessary. Is so unnecessary, yeah. <laughs> especially at an all day situation. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being uh, you know, full transparency, someone who you know, we've given away tickets to to uh, to Northwest Terror Fest for metal on um, Metal Shop before in the past, and um, you know, it's not something that you guys uh, necessarily you know advertise like you were saying. It's not like the like uh you know safe space kind of thing but you did make it um very uh well known to us that you would we would not tolerate both like racism sexism homophobia all of those kind of things um is just it's not welcome you know and, and you know we we made sure that our listeners knew that and uh, it's not like something we feel like we should necessarily have to say but unfortunately sometimes you do And, uh, but you know, that should be, you know, kind of the unspoken, it should be the unspoken thing, but unfortunately, you know, 
it's not necessarily at this point in, in the world. But uh, what do you, uh, what's your guys' like uh, belief behind that? And and you know what? How do I even say this? Why is it important <laughs> that Northwest Terror Fest is anti-fascist? <laughs> it took you a minute, but you, you didn't get there. But I like <laughs> how you got there. It's a great question. <laughs> I appreciate the wind up. Yes. Leah. Well, it from like a personal point of view, it's important because it's important to me that everything is anti-fascist whenever mm. possible. But um, I, I'll talk about why it's like really special to me to work on a project that cares about that, which, you know, I just talked about a little bit and alluded to, but like, um, <clears throat> you know, I started listening to Corn and Limp Biscuit when I was in like fourth grade or whatever, as yeah. like a, you know, eight, nine year old. And it was a pain in my ass to like heavy music from the beginning. And it still is a pain in the ass sometimes today to be a woman that likes heavy music. And it is not a pain in the ass at Terrorfest. You know? Awesome. That's, That's like great. a place where it doesn't feel weird. And- you're giving me the f- you're giving me the feels, <laughs> right? Because you like, loved me. Because that's that's something I, that's something the entire team has wanted from Go, but it has meant a lot to me. Um, because I, I think like well, there's a few dimensions to it, right? Like uh, on the one dimension, it's um hasn't haven't we all had that experience you know where you 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 like hear a band you you don't really know that much about them maybe they perform under a pseudonym or something and you listen to the music and the music speaks to you and you have a profound experience with it and then you find out that the person who made that music maybe uh espouses beliefs that would uh put uh people you care about um in the ground in a as bad a, way. If as they a were fan enacted. of both Oi and black metal, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, right? You've never, what? You've never had like an emotional breakdown when you realized who was behind Death Spell Omega that didn't oh, send wow. you into an existential See, I didn't crisis? Know, I didn't weeks. know about that one yet. I didn't know about that one yet. Oh, okay, I'm going to have to do oh, some we'll talk. Okay. Do some research. Right. We'll, oh, we'll talk. There's, All there's right. blogs. There's receipts. Um. So that's the that's the one hand, and so this is maybe the shallow reason. But the shallow reason might be: wouldn't it be nice to go somewhere and find a new band and like them, and not think, "Hey, I need to make a dossier about them to know if I can buy their album." Yes, wouldn't that be nice? This is the place where you can go and buy the album and not and know they've been properly vetted. Well, it's not it's not perfect, but we try our we try our damnedest. We really, we really, really do. Um, and should never. It's not my place to tell other people what to do. But I, I well, again, you'd think this would be the norm, right? So I guess that's the shallow reason. Um, and I think the deeper reason is like heavy metal saved my life. Yeah. Every good thing that I have in my life has come from heavy metal. I met all my best friends through heavy metal. Um, I got to move to this city because I knew people that I met at metal shows. I have my career because of skills I made working in the metal scene. Yeah. Um, uh, heavy metal saved me from some really dark uh, places when I was younger that in retrospect, uh, young people go to therapy if you can. Um, but if you can't, 
you know, maybe Metallica is there for you. <laughs> um, right. Or, or if you can't also come to TerraFest, it, yes. yeah. it won't actually resolve your, your trauma, but it'll help, I think, or it should. Right. Um, heavy metal saved my life. And it's done that for a lot of people. I think yeah. it's a positive force. I want it to be able, and hardcore too, hardcore yeah. punk, as I said, because when I grew up and where I grew up, they were intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want lots of people to be able to have that experience. And what I've realized from talking to people from getting older is that there's a lot of people who do have that experience, but don't feel like they can take part in the community yeah. because they don't, they don't feel like they're welcome at a show. Even if it's, even if 95% of the people are there that, that don't care or accept them, that like buy into the, that buy into the community ethos of metal and hardcore, even if there's just 5% of the people at that show who uh, would deny someone else's right to exist right or or think less of them as a person like a priori right that's enough to take a whole host of like great wonderful special human beings out of the community like yeah. maybe forever right oh, and yeah. those are people whose inputs we're never going to have whose voices we're never going to hear um maybe there's how many great bands have never been formed because a person of color or an lgbtq plus ia plus person or a woman um uh, or, or any other stripe of person didn't feel like they could be, be in a band to be a part of this community, yeah. right? How much, how many amazing albums are we never going to hear are never going to get made because of that? How many best friends are we never going to make because of that? How many, um, how many loves of our lives are people never going to meet because that like their soulmate did not feel comfortable enough to come to a show because, um, of what Phil Anselmo said in Pantera or whatever. Um, like the thought of like that loss, like really means something to me. Um, and when we started doing TerraFest, I just saw an opportunity to, to try and stem it back a, a little bit. And I thought, Hey, maybe if one event does it, maybe more people will do it. Um, you know, may, maybe it could do some real good like bring some real joy totally. to, to a world where that like we are starved for joy. Like we do oh, yeah. not have enough like goodness, especially in now, our lives. like right now, right now. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's, and so like, that's, that's why it's not a safe space. We have stage dive Saturday. Like mm-hmm. there is the possibility that you're going to get a doc Martin to the face, but it's not going to be because you're a person of color yeah. or because you're trans if I can help it, if we could like, that's not why it's, it's going to be a joyful doc Martin to yes, the face. Yes, exactly. And maybe that'll be an endearing experience for you. And then maybe you'll get on stage and you'll join me in a bad mortal combat impression. And you'll give <laughs> someone else a joyful uh-huh. doc Martin yes. to the face. And won't that be a better world? I think. Big plans. Very well said. Very well said. Well, I really appreciate. I didn't mean to go overboard. It was Um, deep. I love it. You know, and you know, I I really appreciate, you know, the honest answer, the truth, you know, and uh, my last question for y'all, I know that there's probably some, some younger bands listening that, but would love for their band to somehow be considered for Northwest Terror Fest in the future. (laughs) Uh, How, how do bands, you know, what, what advice would you give to, you know, a musician or a metal musician who, would love someday to be in the consideration for Northwest Terror Fest. What, what kind of advice would you give to them? 
is this for me, Joseph? Have I spoken enough? I can do. I can go first if you want. I mean, Mess- message Leah on her personal account every <laughs> yeah. day. Find my personal Instagram and blow that shit up. And yeah, uh-huh. that's speaking for all of us. Sorry, that is the best way to not play. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, like DMs on Instagram and Facebook messages are like not the way of the future of getting your band on terror. Well, this is good. Yeah, this is good. What's what's a what's a what's things to avoid? First off, definitely the DMs and also like hyper persistence is scary. I think sure. too. I think like if you slid into the DMs and you're like, hey, just wondering if there's like a way to like make a submission and we see it and then we like hear about your band, like we get a promo or we hear a thing about your band, then we'll probably be like, oh, they hit us up and they didn't even annoy us about it. And we listen to it and it's actually kind of cool. Whereas if we get a promo from a band that's been like driving us insane for two years, I probably wouldn't put it on. I don't know. But I think Joseph's really good at like boundaries with that stuff. And I am a sap and I just want to listen to everybody's band and I want to book everybody's band. And I don't care if it's like good really or not. I just like want to be nice. And I think it's cute. So don't care if it's good or not. I do, but I just want to be nice. Mostly. I feel like as somebody who's like been in a band that like cold DMing a fest is like really like putting it all out there, you know? Yeah. But it just doesn't work. Even if you're going to do it, (laughs) even if you're going to do it, like there's a way to come correct. And I I think like correctness, first of all, comes with like humility and maybe like a a little bit of self-criticism, but also self-confidence, I think. Like self-confidence is better than bra- than bravado. Like I'd rather get a DM from someone I've ever I've never heard of who says, I know you're probably not gonna book me. I know you've probably never heard of me. Here's my record. Take a listen if you need it. Here's my and here's my email address. I think it's really good. I I'm way more interested in someone doing that than someone being like, um, I don't know if you've heard of me, but I'm on, you know, whatever label and this is my album, you know, whatever. Like the two too cool for school thing doesn't sure, doesn't sure. work for me personally right but more than that how do you get on if it's how you get on if go out there and like make good music like yeah. play a great show because yeah. maybe not in the past two years but you know when mm-hmm. i felt more comfortable traveling I spent a lot of my vacation time and disposable income yeah. on seeing live music, not even, not even here, but like, especially here, like get on a, get on a local show, yep. put your album out on Bandcamp, um, get on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and don't be a jerk about it. Um, play a show and kick my ass. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like I would, I would love when I see a local that I haven't heard of that, I thought, wow, that is something they need, they need to play. And we do like, you know, the, the bottom like third quarter of that poster, it's all locals like for a reason, you know, like we want, like, I love when I can put a, a local band on the new most stage that they wouldn't have an opportunity to play 
otherwise. Mm-hmm. And they do a really kick-ass job. Um, we've never had, I don't think, like really like a bad local set at TerraFest ever. We're yeah. like, we're, you know, I, I, I think we've been blessed in that regard, but also like that's good selection. But like, shout out to Vitriol. Yeah. Um level level the level the joint. Um he's in order the first year. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um even even on the stage downstairs, I was there with a bunch of people from out of town who they turned me and said, What's a exhaust? And I'm like, it's it's Zoth. Yeah. And they're like, What's Zoth? I'm like, just 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 watch. You're gonna see. It'll and blow I blow your mind. I got to see them go from <clears throat> what's a Zoth to wow this band's good yeah. in like in like one song right yeah. if you can do that to me when i come see you yeah that's going to make me want to put you on terror fest with leah so other people that don't know you i can go up to them and be like check it out and watch watch that happen um Adura, same thing. God, every yeah. local band. I'm looking forward to Drawn and Quarter. Those guys are OG Seattle death metal dudes. Like yeah. they are like still going strong. And I'm stoked that like there's representation of like dudes that are been like pioneers in the Northwest for OG death metal. So it's cool that Drawn and Quarter is on there. Shout out to Herb and Kelly. And uh, be awesome Kelly. See, so they've been having like a little couple years though. Like, oh, like yeah. I like, because I always awesome. thought of them as like a locals band. And then like, I see them on, I see you on shred it. I yeah. lurk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't care about the karma, but I see what's going up on the posts. I yep. see what's, I see what the hashtags are going on on Twitter. And it's, it's not us. Like this predates terror fest. Like, yeah. cause we booked them and then didn't know for a while. We didn't announce it for a while. Right. Yeah. And I got to see their last record, especially like mm-hmm. get some, get some heat makes me feel good. They're like, people are going to enjoy that set. So, so I will absolutely second what uh, uh, Joseph said there. And, and, you know, I'm not, I have nothing to do with Northwest Terrorfest as far as the you know, behind the scenes. But it, if, if, if I were to give any advice is just as like what it seems like is, is just, you know, uh, these, all of the people with Northwest Terrorfest, I, I see them at shows. I know that they're very well tapped in. So if you're making noise, if you're playing shows, if you're putting your music out and you're just, you know, you know, doing what needs to be done and just putting quality music out and, you know, supporting local scene and just putting out good and playing shows, they'll at least know about you. And that's, you know, they'll, you'll, you'll at least be in their peripheral. And uh, that's, that's what you need to do. So that's my advice. If uh, that's good, that that's good advice. And if we haven't asked you, by the way, it doesn't mean we don't like you. Um, yes. I'm talking to you, especially uh, Rat King, because I know we practice down the hall from you. I love <laughs> you guys too. It's just our wait list is yep. like five years yeah. long. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you think 36 bands is a lot of bands, but it turns out to be like we're out of room already. Like, yep. It fills up fast. Um, and that's not just locals. That's like, I've had like national bands hit us up, be like, you're not going to. You're not going to call us. And I'm like, bro, I'm getting to it. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> Just don't break up before 2025. I will right? get there. I promise. <laughs> so 2022, man, Northwest Terror Fest re, uh, re, reunites. No, get comes back. Northwest Terror Fest, the return 
uh, Leah, Joseph, June 30th through July 2nd at Numos and Barboza in Seattle. I will see you all there. Any final words for anyone that's, uh, you know, maybe on the fence about going to Northwest Terror Fest? Just come. It's going to be the best. There you go. Just do it. See you in the pit. See you in the pit. It's going to be safe. It's going to be fun. It's going to be positive vibes. Do not skip Ludicra. That's going to be a hell of an experience. Um, Stay for Stage Dive Saturday. It is so much fun. And uh, one thing I didn't say, sorry, when we were talking about our crew, honorary crew member, uh, shout out to Eisner Warbing comics artist Becky Clunan, who does our posters all the time. She awesome. really kicked butt this year. Love having her art on there. Um, so, yeah, I... You're great, Becky. Thank beautiful, you. beautiful artwork. Right on. Thank you all so, so much. Look forward to seeing the shows, the shows, the fest, and we'll see you there. I'll see you there, dude. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.